Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Marana, host of the show, and it is show number 215. Happy summer. Happy end of June. We're on the doorstep of July here. Summertime. Welcome, everybody. Proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, or wherever you are taking in podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for your support. I still can't believe it's show number 215, uh, and we are rolling. I have my good friend on today, Dr. Holly Blair. She's got a lot going on. She's doing great things uh, with the Maine Principals Association. She's writing books. She's leading people. She's international. A um, lot to talk about with Dr. Holly. Really looking forward to it and uh, so grateful for uh, the connection with Holly and, and the work she's doing in Maine. And beyond. She's an author. She just got married. So we'll meet Holly uh, in a minute. Um, no sponsor today, but I do want to do a little commercial. So let me see if I can make this work. I'm having a Twitter chat tonight. Me and Dr. Larry Dake. Holly, I hope you'll join us. Seven o'clock. The hashtag is survive thrive there. And there's the information if you're watching. Uh, but that's tonight. Larry and I both have a new book out and uh, it's kind of a book launch. Uh, Twitter chat discussion about some topics in the book, but they're wide ranging topics. So I hope you will join us uh, for that. It is tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Twitter. Hashtag survive thrive. Mm, and we will get that out. Okay. Uh, and again, this is show 215. Thank you for tuning in. So Holly's new book is out. You are number one, the science and the reasons behind why we remember some of our teachers forever. I love the title, and I can't wait to talk about the reasons in the science there. But it got me thinking about my work, right, my work as a leader, our work as leaders. And are you making an impact? Are you being memorable in the lives uh, of those we serve, right? Are you having that impact? And it got me thinking about some of the things that I'm intentional about doing to have that impact, right? Doing more than expected, you know, making those people feel a certain way, right? The, the great quote from Maya Angelou, people will forget what you did, uh, forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And, you know, so much uh, of our relationships with our teachers and, and us as leaders right, is how we make people feel, empowering them, the things we did for them, the things we supported them through. So looking forward to hearing about that. But it got me reflecting about my leadership. Am I being intentional enough with some of those things? So it's always nice to kind of reset. And books do that for us, right? So this is on my summer uh, reading list, and I'm looking forward to talking to Holly about it. Enough of me talking. Let's bring her in. She will be the star of the show today. Dr. Holly Blair from Maine. Holly, thanks Hello. for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. This is exciting. This is exciting, and you have so many exciting things to talk about. Um, and I'm really uh, grateful. Uh, but this is Dr. Holly Blair, newly Holly Blair, yes. uh, the executive director of the Maine Principals Association. Uh, tell me about your role there, Dr. Holly, and introduce yourself to our audience here. Absolutely. Um, but like uh, Andrew said, I am Holly Blair. I'm the executive director for the Maine Principal Association's professional division. 
And so my job, kind of in a nutshell, is I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for all of the professional learning for all of the educational leaders in the state of Maine. And, um, and so in addition to that, we also do a big legislative, um, we, we have impact on the le legislative level of both the state and federal. So I get to work with all our Congress people on the Hill in DC. I get to work with um, the people here in Augusta at the Capitol and, and hopefully making legislation that's gonna work for schools. Awesome. And you were a principal in the state of Maine. Are you from Maine originally? I am from Maine, born and raised from the tip top of Maine. My house was 10 minutes from the Canadian border. I've been working my way south. I got to the Augusta area, which <laughs> is about halfway. Wow. And, and I've been here. Yeah, I was a, a principal. I was a teacher. I was a principal. Um, and yeah, and then I was a principal just before I came and, and became the assistant executive director and then the executive director for the MPAs. And I've been there nine years now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And if you're watching live, certainly jump in the show. It's nice to have uh, guests ask questions or leave comments uh, for our guests here uh, and today, Dr. Holly. So Holly, what, what made you want to make that change in your career to lead principals, to lead an organization like the Maine Principals Association? Well, that's actually a fabulous question because I never wanted to leave the principalship. I loved being a building leader. And I'm one of the, the people that I've never left a job I didn't love. And uh, this came up as an opportunity. As a matter of fact, the executive director at the time messaged me and he said, Holly, have you considered this position? And I said, no, <laughs> because I loved being a building principal. And then he I said, well, talk to me about it. You know, I'm intrigued. Tell me a little bit more about it. And so he said, well, essentially, you'd be responsible for providing high quality professional development to our members. And, you know, and, and you get to meet their needs and you get to not just lead, but facilitate. And then and if and if you don't have the ability to do that, then you go out and find it and bring it back, because that's what main leaders deserve. And I thought about it and I said, well, you know what? It doesn't hurt to get an interview. And so um, because I thought, you know what, I could do the interview and not be offered the job, but that's OK, because I had a job I loved. I could be offered the job, but then say, no, thank you, because I had a job I loved. Or I could be offered the job and it would be my next chapter. And obviously, that's what I did. And I have not regretted it one day. I absolutely love my job. And you do it with enthusiasm. You do it with energy. And really, you know, I, I wrote in here in the introduction, Holly, you know, you're a connector. Uh, you you connecting people, right? Maine seems so far away for so many, but you've brought it um, and you've made connections with people all over the country and now international also. Um, but even people like Alex Kajitani, the teacher of the year in California, he's a friend of ours. And um, tell me about building these relationships over the years and, and getting national presenters to come to me mm -hmm. um it's it's actually a great story because I, it just started off that um jennifer abrams uh is a dear friend of mine and she was scheduled to present in maine when i first started in my job and just from working with her we developed a friendship and so when i would travel across the country and go to different conferences and whatnot part of my job when i go to those conferences is to find the speakers who are going to be able to best meet the needs of the people here in maine well, one day, um, Jennifer said, would you want to go with me to one of the um, author's receptions? So it wasn't open to the general public. It, in that one 
invite, um, I got to go in, I got to connect with a lot of different authors. I got to start making relationships with them, talking to them and really mapping out and said, okay, you know what, how can I get you to come to my state? Because I know I'm far away, but my people deserve every bit as much as the people in the big cities that have access to this stuff. So what can I do to make this work for them? Um, and I've just met some fabulous people. Alex was one of them. I met Eric France. I met so many different people and, um, and, just by connecting with them, building those relationships with them, um, and then connecting them with with my people here, and it's been it's been pretty amazing. Oh, did we freeze? I think we froze. You there? No? Reload. I think I think we made it through. Are you? We did. What happened? <laughs> oh my goodness! But Don't the, know. The clock is still running. Someone's still watching. Perfect. <laughs> we, we disappeared into uh, uh, the internet here. My my whole thing just shut down. Well, that's okay. I'm back. So I'm not yeah. sure what I need to repeat or what what you heard. I'm not sure. I lost you right about uh, kind of where you were mentioning Eric Francis, some different people and okay. about bringing them to Maine because your people deserve that. That's right. That's exactly right. And and it's been great just building the relationships with all the different authors and speakers um, and then getting them to to come up and then also having the opportunity to introduce them to my members. Right. Because I've got spectacular people in this state. And once they come, they always want to come back, which is perfect for me. I love it. Yeah. And really, Holly, like you and I have done some work together. Yeah. You, you're very uh, user friendly, right? You gave me your cell number. You said, Andrew, this is what we're looking to do. And uh, just made it very inviting for people to come there. So kudos to you for, uh, you know, being that kind of leader that people want to work with. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Holly, you had some big news going on. Uh, I don't know which one you want to talk about first. You got married, uh, you're, you're teaching internationally, and you and Rick Jetter just wrote a book together uh, that yes. I talked about in the intro. So you you take it where you want to go. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'll start. Yeah, so I got married in November. We originally were going to get married. Thank you. We were originally going to get married in June. Or excuse me, not June. In, my, in May, this past May. However, um, knowing that the book was going to be published earlier, I said, well, I want that name on the book. So I told my now husband, I said, so we need to get married sooner. And he said, oh. okay. And I said, I'm like now. <laughs> 
and we did it. It was great, wonderful. Um, so yeah, that happened in November. And then um, the book came out. It's been exceptionally well received. Uh, you know, Rick and I are fast friends anyway. And um, so having the opportunity to work with him on your number one has been absolutely spectacular. I mean, just he himself, you know, you know, Rick, right? He's, he's, he's just my potato chip. <laughs> he's just an amazing man. And um, when we first met, we are actually talking about both of our dissertations and found that, you know what, they were pretty similar. And thus just kind of in, you know, conversing back and forth. And then I was like, you know what, we should write a book. How about this? And I said, you know what? I think this is fabulous. And then just talking in concepts, um, you know, to other people and whatnot, they were thinking, you know, I got great positive feedback from them. They said, oh, my gosh, somebody's got to write this book. We, I've never seen a book like this. Um, and it, it goes beyond just the, okay, what can you do to be known as the number one teacher, right? But number one could be good and it could be really bad. And why is it that you remember those people and you can you can probably make out most of the in between, but they don't necessarily jump to mind right away, right? But why is that? Why what actually happens? So that's when you get into the science and the neural pathways that are caused in the brain that will stay there forever um, because of how one person impacted the life of I want to say a child, but a student, right? Because adults adults get impacted the exact same way. So it's the not only what you need to do or what you should do it's the why 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 do they stick why do they stay um and then when the book came out and and um there have been many different many districts around the country um who have chosen this for either their leadership team um or their summer read for their staff and you know and i'm getting comments and emails from people saying oh my gosh this makes so much sense but not just for the new administrators because originally people thought you know what the science and reasons why we remember this this is going to be great for the new teachers well, that's true it is but it's also a phenomenal refresher for those who've been in the profession especially coming after the pandemic you know a yeah. lot of people have lost a lot of the love of the profession um and it's like, okay, what do I need to do to kind of recharge myself, remind myself? Because you know what? Those kiddos that are in front of me all day long, they deserve nothing but the best version of me. So, and, so and the other neat thing is that you have the opportunity, you have the ability, every single person has the ability to make that positive connection with every single kid, you know? And knowing that is, that's pretty powerful. So... Yeah, that's that's the book. And so Rick's been able to talk about it with different groups. I've been able to talk about it with um, different groups. Super excited for the Teach Better conference. It's going to be in Ohio um, in October because Rick and I are going to be able to present together. So excited about that. So, yeah, it's it's that has been it's been absolutely wonderful. Awesome. And Holly, for our audience, you know, tell us, right? Like you said, they're in your mind of what made your great teachers and why, you know, but what are would you say some of the top reasons? Uh, for that, that we yeah. remember those people. Well, Rick and I, um, we, we, we surveyed hundreds of people from around the world. And when we were looking at the data, we were able to put them into eight different categories. Oh, and wow. um, and the, the topics themselves might seem slightly generic, but when you actually read 
the, the chapters, like for example, one is because they're nice. Well, you would think that that automatically makes sense because they're nice, but why, what is it about being nice that makes someone, you know, memorable? You meet nice people all the time, but what is it about that person when they are nice to that person, that other kid, what do they do? What did they do? So you did, so the book is a combination of science and stories. Um, so things like they're nice sense of humor, you know, because they're funny, they stand out. Um, but it gets right down to the, you know what, they're just a, they're human. They make mistakes. It's okay. They can really make those connections with the kids. Um, you know, and wisdom, you've got the ones that, that people really like the fact that, I mean, and it makes sense, right? That the teachers were smart. The teachers have wisdom, but what is it? Because if you're teaching a subject, you know about the subject, right? You can give that, pass that knowledge on, but what is it about that person who has that wisdom? How do they pass it on that really makes a positive impact on the brain? And the other piece though, the book isn't just on the positives. There's the other side too, right? Because I could say, Andrew, give me the name of your favorite teacher and somebody comes to mind, right? And then if I said, okay, now think of the one that was just absolutely not, somebody comes to mind. Yeah. Right. That is in the book as well, because, okay, what do I make sure, what do I want to make sure I don't do? That you don't do. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations, uh, you and Rick. That's awesome. Teachers need that. People need a positive uh, vibe about teaching right now. Uh, Holly, again, I mentioned you're easy to get along with, right? How, how was that the collaboration of writing with somebody else who were in two different parts two different of the country? States. Yeah. You know, I have to give Rick so much credit. Um, he is so wonderful to work with. Um, besides the fact that he's just a good person, right? Right down is great to his core. He's such a great person. Um, and, and he was patient because this was my first book. You know, I didn't know the process. I didn't know what needs to get done when, um, what are the types of conversations you have with publishing companies? You know, what does the contract look like? Little things like that. Um, and he was able to walk me through that whole process. He was so great. Um, we decided to, how we were going to divvy up the book to, to write it initially, um, throw it back and forth. We used a Google doc. So even though we were in two totally different states, um, we were able to continue to work together on it and make edits and suggestions. And so between that and phone calls, um, we were able to pull together a really great final project. And what was one thing that it went great? You absolutely, oh my God, we're going to do this again. And what was one thing that you maybe, if you could go back in time and start over, that you wouldn't have happen again? Uh, taking so long to write it. And I, I take ownership on that uh, just because, you know, life gets in the way. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't, I didn't know how to create that routine to get into the writing. So I feel myself and I'm because, like I said, Rick has been amazing. Edu, Edumatch Publishing Company have been absolutely spectacular to work with. Um, and I found myself, oh, shoot, you know what? I didn't get this chapter done. I needed to get this chapter done. But it was really getting into the routine of writing, which I finally got closer to the end of the book. But if I could go back and do it again, knowing what I know now, mm. the routine would have been put in place a lot sooner and the product mm -hmm. would have come out sooner. Yeah. So that would be my my one thing. But okay. you learn, right? And so I know when I'm writing my next book, I know my my I know what my routine is. And now because you can, right? Because I can. Because I can. Next book. Give us a little give us a little preview and I love to hear that 
you got excited about it and you're chasing another one and you're going to write another book. Tell me about Because I Can. Because I Can is a leadership book. So this is going to be for any leader. It's not necessarily just educational leaders. It's for leaders, period. And um, one thing that I have found over and over and over again in my own work at the Principal Association is that there are so many people who are going into leadership roles before they're ready. And, um, and, and as I was sharing earlier, you know, and it's no fault of anyone, it's when you don't have a pipeline to draw from, you know, people are put into leadership positions before, um, before they've had the experience that they need to be truly successful starting off. So because I can is a leadership book, um, noting what are the things that, all right, I'm a brand new leader. What do I need to make sure I've got in place so that I can be as successful as I possibly can starting out? And so the more I've been talking about this, this book, um, I've talked to both education as well as business leaders. And they're like, you know what, there really isn't any difference. No, when, when you're talking, the content may be different, but leadership is leadership. And there are some definite specific things that you need to be a successful leader. And um, so they said, you know what, this isn't just for new leaders. This is for everybody, because you know what, sometimes we, we, we get complacent right? In our, in our position. So what are some things I know I need to beef up? And so that's how this book can be used. So it can be used for both novice as well as experienced leaders. Because I can, I know you want to have that out uh, next year. And congratulations, Holly. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Uh, if you're watching live, jump in, uh, leave us a question or comment. And if you are watching live, I know there's a few people watching now. Do me a favor, make sure, can you write in there that you can hear us and see us okay? We had a yeah. tech glitch. I want to make sure uh, that we are up and running. Um, Holly, you're, you're leading principles. You're writing books. You're doing all this work to inspire and fill the, the cup of other people. How do you sharpen your own saw? Oh, that's great. Well, I, I read. And, um, and I have phenomenal conversations with incredible people. Uh, you know, when it's especially during the school year, one of the things I like to do and I can start doing again is I go into the schools and, you know, and I and I see what are my building principles doing? What are they actually dealing with on a regular basis? What can I do to potentially help better support them in their role? Um, but it takes getting out and going there. So that helps. Um you know, if I get if I get stuck or if I'm confused or if I want to learn a little bit more, I've been blessed to have a lot of author friends. You know, so I pick up the call or I pick up the phone and just say, hey, you got a couple of minutes. I want to bounce some thoughts off of you. Or what do you think about this? And um, and so I've been very lucky in that. And then just in my my role at the at the MPA, I have access to universities and colleges and professors, you know, both in the United States and abroad. And it's um, being able to access the the people who have done the research or have written the books. Um, that helps me out tremendously. And nothing, I feel, nothing is better than having a just a great dialogue with someone, right? Having that conversation, really getting into it. Um, so that's, that's how I sharpen myself. Good stuff right there. And uh, would you say you're a morning warrior or are you a night owl? When are you when are you doing your best work? I am a morning person. Mm. You can ask anybody. I'll wake up singing. Give me Better. your give me your morning routine. What's the magic of your mornings? Uh, a typical morning or when I'm writing typical morning. Uh, either one. All know, right. So let's, my typical morning. Yeah, no, typical morning. Uh wake up. I've got a Peloton, get a good workout in. Um, you know, shower, coffee, just kind of sit and really work through my day. 
kind of mentally prepare myself for, you know, um, conversations that I might be having, some difficult situations that I might have to deal with. Um, unfortunately, watch the the news to see if there's something I should have a heads up on that might have happened um, that I can, you know, get to work, both feet in um, and go from there. Now, when I'm in writing mode, right, all of that, except for instead of just sitting there mentally kind of going through my day, I'm mentally going through what I'm about to write. Yeah. And so once I have kind of that game plan, then I can sit and, and punch it out and it, it goes pretty quick and then I'll go to work. So do you find yourself on the Peloton? Are you listening to music? Are you listening to books or are you going silent to have your brain kind of reset? Oh, what's your, what's no, I with Peloton, of course, you have the, the Peloton instructors, yeah. right? And, and they're sitting there and they're kicking my butt and I'm loving every minute of it. And I might yell at them, but it's good love. And so <laughs> yeah. well, you're on those live courses. You're live with the person. I am sometimes, but I'll do the recorded ones too. And I'll still talk to them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about then your nighttime wind down routine. If you're, if you're going hard like that in the morning, what are some keys to you winding down in the night to get to bed? Yeah. Well, one of the other things that I, I typically do, not every day, but I typically do, um, I'll either go to the gym on the way home or I'll go for a walk on a day when it's beautiful like today. Um, you know, I'll go for like three mile walk, kind of reflect on the day, just kind of come down a little bit, um, get home, have some dinner. And then by then my husband's home and, and I mean, he's my best friend, right? So we'll sit and talk for hours about both of our days and how did it go? Um, and that just kind of brings everything just down and nice and even and off to bed. Of course I'm up early. So eight is late for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm, I'm crawling in there at nine o'clock because you can't get up <laughs> at five if you're not in bed. So I'm with you on that. Uh, Holly, you got a beautiful day here in the Northeast. Obviously, look at your, your background there. That's yeah. not make believe, folks. That's real. That is real. Uh, but Maine, we all know, Holly, is cold, right? Mm-hmm. How is that something being a lifelong person for me? Like, how is that something that you've, you've dealt with? Because those are long winters. They are. Okay, so the people who know me know that know my theory on, on cold and snow. And I, I fully believe that the human body has a certain capacity for cold and snow. Um, and I hit mine at the age of four. <laughs> and I just, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, so I tend to stay inside as much as possible if I'm not able to travel south. And I've seen some pictures of you in the wintertime uh, at beaches there in Florida. Uh, yeah. you know. So just being, <laughs> just being inside and staying warm is your... Yeah, being inside, staying warm, you know, if it's a, if it's on the weekend, I'll usually, you know, throw something that smells really good in the oven, you know, take all day to cook, steam up the yeah. windows. So it's nice. And then we, but we also have a beautiful home up um, by Moosehead Lake in, in Kakajo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so nothing is better than being in this beautiful white pine home with the fireplace going. That's, nice. that's pretty spectacular too. Right. I'll go out into the snow and cold to get there. <laughs> we visited last summer. We had a great trip to Acadia. We stayed in a cabin with no no power or anything, kind of off the grid. It was a great a great experience. So I, I recommend it. And it certainly was just gorgeous mm-hmm. along the coast and mm-hmm. uh, everything was perfect. So Oh, yeah. This, cool. this right now, this is the time to come to Maine. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Holly, what was something that you wanted to talk about or wanted to share that I didn't ask you about? 
Oh my gosh, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I mentioned to you earlier that I did just yesterday was I had the opportunity for the very first time to present um, in Dublin. And so it was an international conference um, via Zoom, which was interesting. It was very interesting. Just, you know, working with people, with, you know, speaking different languages, different dialects. Um, but then really, I think the biggest eye opener for me was the fact that what I may refer to as one educational term is something different for them. Um, and so it was it was just a fascinating conversation talking about innovative leadership. And it was it was it was really neat. So if you ever have an opportunity to do an international conference, absolutely, by all means, do it. Just figure out what the words mean <laughs> so that you you're speaking the same language. And you, you created a course on innovative leadership. You're teaching that now. And the course was recognized. And that's how you got to the conference. So good for you for modeling uh, innovation there, Hot. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. It's nice to make connections with people, right? Even when you're on a virtual meeting, you there's a oh. vibe, there's a connection. And uh, it's just it's good stuff. So you're really modeling what it is that you're, you're, you're asking leaders to do. And, you know, I think there's an intellectual stimulation, too, that that makes you a better leader while you're trying to help guide others. So good for oh, you. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, cool. Well, let's get to rapid fire here. It's late in the afternoon and uh, uh, it's a beautiful day out. I, it makes me want to be outside looking at your background there. Uh, <laughs> Holly, these are quick questions. First thing that comes to your mind, are you ready? I am ready. You're a reader, you said. So what's the last book you read? I actually wrote a, I read a book for pleasure, The Time Traveler's Wife. Nice. Isn't that a movie? I don't know, but it's a great book. All right. Last movie you saw? Uh, Along Came Polly. Favorite dish? Spaghetti. Forget about it. You, <laughs> you travel a lot for your job. What's your favorite place to travel? Hawaii was my favorite. Second is Southern California. You're going far. A journal or a blog you subscribe to? I subscribe to all of the national associations, um, so I receive all of their journals. Ooh, nice, smart move. Uh, your go-to stress reliever? Working out. A pet peeve of yours? Oh, when people can't make up their mind. <laughs> make a decision. Just make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Two recent victories. Two recent victories. Well, the the um, the book is huge. Uh, and then the international speaking yesterday was huge. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna add in a third, even though you asked for two. So the third one is I'm in the process of developing my innovative leadership 2.0. So I'm gonna be doing another grad course. Awesome. Uh, give me one takeaway. This was not on the list. Give me one takeaway from the conference yesterday. One takeaway from the conference. Again, know a know your audience. Um, and what are the the the, the vocab? What is the vocabulary? Now they're speaking English. But their definition of a professional learning community, I found, was different than mine. Mm. And so, you know, when I'm referring to a PLC, this is what I meant, but this is how they understood it. It was just two different things. So uh, next time I'm, I'm in an opportunity to present internationally, mm -hmm. I'll definitely have a better idea of that. Good point. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. Super excited. It's a weekend. Absolutely. I'm with you. Best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Oh, 
okay, seriously, this is funny, but I bought a, a, an armband for my phone. So when I go to the gym, I don't have to stick it in a pocket. I know it's silly and people have been using them for years. I've never had one and it, best present ever to myself. You love it. I love it. <laughs> if I were to come to a barbecue at your house this summer and you would say, oh, you have to try the blank, what would that be? My barbecue pulled pork. Mm, uh, barbecue based or vinegar based? Barbecue, well, both actually. Mm, nice. Okay. Uh, if I were to come to Augusta, where are you taking me? Oh, if we're gonna, if I was gonna take you to Augusta, I'd probably take you to, and I'm trying to think of the name of the place. Um, cause see, Augusta, there's so many other places. All right, how about this? I'll pick you up from the airport in Portland, okay? <laughs> and we'll drive up. We're gonna go through Freeport, okay? Where L.O. Bean is. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to take you to um, Gritty's Pub. I'd take you to Heresy Get Lunch and Lobster. Um, then I would also take you to um, Two Lights in Cape Elizabeth. So you can see like a real main rocky coast. This is like the big crashing waves. I'm going to take you to there. Um, I'll take you up through Augusta so you can see the capital, of course, because it's beautiful. And then, hey, let's just keep going up. So I'm going to take you through Bangor. I'll take you, I like I took Eric, I'll stop by Stephen King's house so you can see where the, the bats and the fence and the big Paul Bunyan. Um, take you up right through to Aroostook County where I'm born and raised and from and, and show you the potato fields. And if it's, you know, early fall-ish, you'll see the potato blossoms. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then finally have to take you up to Fort Kent so you can see mile marker zero. Of Route One. Wow. That's a full day. Oh, it's a huge day. And I didn't <laughs> even get to like Washington County or Bar Harbor. Yeah. That's someone who loves their uh, their home state. That sounds like a beautiful day, Holly. It I know is. we're going to have a chance to spend some time together up there. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, this one's a hard one, Holly. All right. Two words to describe yourself. Two words. Oh, enthusiastic. Um, no, enthusiastic enthusiastically hyphen <laughs> energetic um and very positive i like that what is one thing you're curious about one thing i'm curious about i am curious about so many things um that one is probably the hardest question something i'm curious about I want to see how far I can take my writing and stretch my own mind to help, hopefully help others in the profession. So I'm curious to see how far I can go with that. We've unleashed the beast here. You, you're feeling the vibe. <laughs> I am. <laughs> awesome. Uh, something about Holly Blair that people do not know about. People don't know. Oh, you know what? I think when people, when people get to meet me and they know me, you know, I'm, Full of energy, right? I love doing things, but after a conference, one thing I just do is just sit in mm -hmm. quiet. And people have a hard time thinking that I sit in quiet, <laughs> but yeah. that's something that I just I just do and refocus and regroup and kind of come down and just. So I like to have my quiet moments too. I think that that like would surprise that. a lot of people. That's important, Holly. Um, lots happening, lots going on in your world. How can people get in touch with you? Yes. Uh, so uh, probably the best way would be on Twitter, uh, which is at Holly Blair MPA. 
Uh, I'm on Instagram. Again, also Holly Blair, uh, MPA. Uh, you can reach me on my work email, which is hblair at mpa.cc. Uh, and I'm working on, as we speak, I'm working on developing a website. So that way it's going to be easier to, to get in touch with me. Awesome. Holly, I love quotes. How about a quote to bring us home? Oh, I'm, it's kind of my own. Be happy, love what you do, and other people are going to love what you do too. Oh, say it one more time. Be happy, love what you do. And other people will love what you do as well. This is Holly Blair, everyone. She is modeling how to thrive through this time. Holly, I'm proud to know you as a friend. And uh, really just it's inspiring to hear uh, what you're bringing to the table. So kudos. Thank you very much. And I can't wait to see you in October. It's coming. It's coming quick. <laughs> so we'll be surviving and thriving up there together. Uh, this is Holly Blair, everyone. Check out the work they're doing at the Maine Principals Association. It really is a model organization. And uh, certainly Holly is bringing the, uh, the heat to it. So, Holly, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. You stay on the line a second. This was show number 215, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Join us tonight for a Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Use the hashtag SurviveThrive. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I am going to sign off here on Education.